All right, so I'm going to start with a question. Does Elon Musk stop working so that he can eat? What do you think? Does he actually stop working every once in a while to eat? Okay. Of course, we all know who Elon Musk is, the CEO of Tesla, Twitter, SpaceX. And he said in an interview with the New York Times that he works, are you ready? 120 hours a week. 120 hours a week. Uh, He sleeps in conference rooms or the factory floor because this way he said he doesn't have to commute. And he uh, once said that he does eat and he takes about five minutes to eat. And he found that if he's uh, he's less productive, if he doesn't eat, <laughs> this guy's like so smart. Oh, wow. He said I'm actually less productive. OK, but let's go back to the 120 hours. Okay, There are 168 hours in a week. OK, so if you do the math, that leaves him 48 hours a week that he can do whatever he wants. So let's say he sleeps. Okay, so then he sleeps 6.857 hours a night. But he has to eat. Okay, so he said he he will take five minutes to eat. That's all. So just 15 minutes a day. I know. This guy, so that's why he tweets all the time. It's all over. But speaking of eating, uh, two cannibals were eating. And the first one says, you know, your sister makes such a delicious soup. And the second one says... Yeah, but now I miss her. Oh, <laughs> oh I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. We're so thrilled on that happy note that you're joining us for Kim Commando today. This is the Friday version of our podcast, different than Monday through Thursday, because Monday through Thursday, that's my award-winning national big-time radio show that you can find on over 425 stations across the United States and internationally. On American Forces Network Radio, that's 175 different countries. And here on the Friday edition of King Commando Today, uh, joining me, we have two incredible folks that always make sure that commando.com is super duper and our newsletters are tops. And of course, we have our amazing content queen, Allie Seligman. Allie, how are you going to just wow our entire listening audience today? Well, everyone's favorite, Bad News Allie. She's back. Oh, yeah. God. We're going to be talking about taxes. But on the good news side, how I finally kicked my Instagram habit. Ooh. Ooh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But you're still following me, right? Of course. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, good. <laughs> I of check course. in. And then, and then we have our magnificent millennial, our very own internet scout, Matthew Heffel. Hello, Matt. Hi. I'm going to talk today about how another big company is bringing in chat GPT software, as well as a handy trick if you get a brand new computer that will free up a ton of space. Hey, and just a quick reminder that if you're more of a visual person and you're wondering, like, what does Allie look like? How handsome is Matt? And how incredibly beautiful am I? Well, you know, I used to be. I'm not bad now. But anyway, you can head over to (laughs) YouTube.com slash Kim Commando. Once again, that's YouTube.com slash Kim Commando. And you can actually watch us do the entire show. So here, we're all waving to you, yes. And don't forget, you can always give us some great comments and follow us on YouTube as well. All right, we're going to start with the news. And this is some important tech development. So this way, everybody's in the know. And I am going to tell you guys a story, okay? It's about Grandma Ruth. Okay, we all have that Grandma Ruth, right? Whether it's a paternal grandmother or some older woman, you know, and she's just, she's just wonderful. She's the salt of the earth. Right. She loves everybody. She goes to church and she goes to the after church uh, session so that this way she can like give them like her homemade baked cinnamon rolls. You know, she's just she never forgets a grandchild's 
birthday, that type of grandma. And she gets a phone call from her grandson, Brandon, who, by the way, she doesn't like to tell people this, but Brandon is her most favorite. Mm. (laughs) And he said, "Uh, Grandma, I don't know how to tell you this, but I'm going through some bad times. Um, I made a mistake. I'm in jail. She's like, oh, my gosh, Brandon, what happened? He said, well, I I don't want to go through it right now, um, but I, I don't have any money for the bail. So, you know, can you send me the money for the bail? And she's like, oh, gosh, Brandon, I can't believe you're doing this. You've never been like this because I know, Granny. I know. I'm really sorry. So she and her husband, they uh, they go to the bank and they take out $2,000. And that was all she could come up with out of that bank. So they had to go to another bank and, and she got some more money. And she said, you know, Brandon's in real trouble. I got to be able to help him. Um, at the second bank, the manager overhears like I'm, why she needs this money. And he says, oh, you know, come in with me. And like, I think that you're getting scammed. Now, Grandma Ruth says, not too smart for this. Mm. It's my son. You're, wa- you're my grandson. You're wasting valuable time. I need to go get him. So uh, the bank guy kind of convinces her, yeah, it's a scam. She actually calls Brandon. And Brandon's like, I, Granny, I'm, I'm not in jail. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, I'm not in jail. Gosh. I didn't do that. So this is a twist on the classic grandparent phone scam where you may get a call from your grandchild. Now, the thing that's different about this is that that generation, think about it, the Gen Zers, they are all over social media. Mm-hmm. And what do they do in the social media? They post videos. And what do they do in the videos? They talk. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. So now the scammers are creating these fake voices using their grandchildren. So when you get that phone call that you truly, truly, truly think that it's your grandchild. So uh, if you ever get a phone call from somebody purporting to be your grandchild and they're looking for money for whatever the reason, uh, you want to give them, number one, give them a call back. (laughs) I'll call you right back. (laughs) You sure? (laughs) I'm just wondering. You know, I started thinking about this. You know, imagine someday in the not too distant future, you know, you were going to look at pictures of your grandparents, your grandmother when she was younger, Mm -hmm. right? And I mean... Imagine this with you, Matt, yeah. and Shelly. So you guys have kids. They have kids. So, you know, we're talking like, you know, maybe 30 years from now, whatever, sure. that you have a grand granddaughter. And then she looks at, at Shelly and she says, Grandma, you know, you looked kind of strange, you know, when you were younger. I mean, you look like a dog with a tongue. I mean, how did that happen? Why are you always doing this? Why are you doing a peace sign in every single photo? Yeah, what is that about? Yeah, what's your lips? What are those lips doing? How come you, how come you had that? All right. Uh, moving on to you, Matt. What's going on in your news world? Man, ChatGPT just keeps getting everywhere, right? <laughs> I, I'm sure some people listening are sick of people talking about ChatGPT. It's this, that. They're doing this and that. Well, as soon as they stop doing crazy things, we'll stop talking about it. But they don't seem to. So this week, Salesforce announced that they will be including ChatGPT in their Slack software there's a lot to unpack there, so I'm going to explain. <laughs> Salesforce is a large software company that works primarily with businesses. They sell them CRM software, which is customer relations software. This allows companies to work with their clients, work with customers, have it all in one kind of hub. And their Slack service is kind of like Google Chat, but on Salesforce. So it's how people within a company communicate. And they're, they just released an update for that that allows ChatGPT to automatically respond, craft responses to your coworkers. So if your coworker messages you and has a question, it'll automatically generate the response for you, which is really handy if you have that one coworker that you just know is just so good asking silly questions for no reason. 
right? So annoying. Oh, I so know, annoying. I know. But that's not even the coolest thing. So they recently announced that they will be integrating chat GPT in a ton of their other software, but they're calling it Einstein GPT, <laughs> right? But this is actually really interesting because of the way Salesforce specifically works. So again, like I said, they are a CRM company. So a lot of their clients are businesses that have a ton of other clients, right? And so this allows those account managers to keep all that information in one place. Now with ChatGPT, they'll be able to automatically craft emails. They'll be able to answer customer questions or client questions without even having to be there. So, wow, that's crazy. Think about it this way. The next time you call a customer service number and you just want to get in touch with somebody and then you feel like you do get in touch with somebody, you might not actually be in the future. It might just sound like you're talking to somebody. You have AI voice and ChatGPT that can hear your questions respond without a human having to be there. So this is just the beginning in the forays of that, of seeing that kind of take over that whole business and stuff like that, which reminds me this, they're not the only company doing this. Obviously we know that Microsoft, Google meta, they're all kind of doing this integration of chat GPT. And so we were using Google chat and me and my coworker, Mark, were working on a newsletter and we had all this stuff we were talking about working this, going it, building it. And then at the very end, it gave us a summary of the entire conversation. And all it said was, Matt and Mark talked about phone scams. So, I mean, we did. We did talk about phone scams. Thanks, but, Google. Yeah. yeah, you know, and then there's also, we are in a group Google chat yeah. with some folks that were working on the newsletter. And it'll it'll do the same thing. It'll, like, summarize the whole conversation. But I'm like, I'm like but I didn't, I want to see the conversation. I want to be yeah. able to actually make my own decisions. Um, with Allie and I, I'll tell you this, Matt is that I don't know where it came from, but somehow, Allie, we were just going back and forth. And then one of my canned responses backed her because they give you three mm-hmm. options. It was like, you know, way to go, matey. I'm like, <laughs> way to go, matey. So now, yeah, so I, I say matey all the time now. Now we're just matey. Like, hey, we're both matey. <laughs> you are just, yeah, I think you called me matey yesterday, I think. Yeah. It's like, okay, matey, there you go. <laughs> all right, so, oh, you know, it's so hard to call you bad news, Allie, because you're so wonderful, you're so beautiful, and you always have this huge smile on your face every single day. And so uh, somebody's got to do it. News. Hey. Might as well right, be me, okay. you know, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that on. Uh, I feel like we're finally at the time where if you ask somebody, what are you doing this weekend? You're starting to hear my taxes. Oh, yeah. I got to do the taxes. So what does it mean when it's tax time? It's scam time. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, By the way, guess how much money Americans lost in 2022 to tax fraud? $5.7 billion. With a B? With a B. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now, these new scams that the... uh, FBI just warned about these are interesting because it's not someone filing in your name before you do it. It's not trying to get you to hand over your info. These are essentially things trying to get you to scam the government. And it's all couched in this like, here's a clever way to get back a bigger tax return or here's a smart way to get back at the man and, you know, get more money back from the federal government. Um, before I go through the list, none of these are smart. None of these are hacks that you should try. These things are all very illegal and can get you in a lot of trouble. Mm. So don't do it. But they all <laughs> they are all over social media in many forms. Um, in one, you were told to fill out a W-2 form with a fake income, a really high income, so that you can get a big refund. Uh. And these posts actually say, yeah, make up a salary, make up an employer, submit it electronically. They'll give you the refund. Oh, no. Hmm. Another, as a self-employed person claiming a tax credit based on a salary that you don't make. Mm. 
or line to get tax credits for a home you don't own or kids you don't have. There are even posts, reels, all kinds of things uh, that you can claim your dog as a dependent. You can't. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, I should be able to do that. I mean, I mean, you know, Abby is uh, 90 pounds. I mean, the dog eats a lot. OK, yeah, I, I, mean, I think maybe there should be a weight limit, right, where it counts. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you can put your home into an LLC so you can write off your personal expenses. No, on no. that either. That is not how that works. At the very least, knowingly submitting false tax paperwork will cost you $5,000 in fines. Oh, yeah. The very least, you could also go to jail, right? If you feel tempted to try any of these, the acting IRS commissioner, Doug O'Donnell, says there is no secret way to get free money. Thank you, Doug. We appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Doug O'Donnell <laughs> sounds like a tax guy. Oh, Doug, Sorry, Doug O'Donnell. You yeah. can't do anything else with that name. That's no, what you have to no, do. No, he's a tax guy. Yeah. Uh, when we're a little wouldn't bit of tax Wouldn't he be fun at a party? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, maybe you remember hearing that sites like PayPal, Etsy, eBay, if you made more than $600, you would get a tax form from them this year. Not yet. It got uh, delayed one more year. So if you get anything urging you to file your taxes, a 1099 from eBay, it's fake. That is not happening yet this year. So don't do anything with those if you get one. Okay. This is so funny that you're talking about this, Allie. Because I got a letter in my listener mail. Let's see. Mike Pittman is his name. And he's in Kettering, Ohio. And so Mike went to the website today. And as you know, I read every single note that people send me, right? Okay, I do. Okay. What'd you spot, Mike? Um, So here's the deal. I've been listening to your show and I love it, but I find myself mad at you (laughs) at the moment. Hmm. A couple of weeks ago, I was listening to your podcast, and you advised us that if we use PayPal, Square, Venmo, to be sure to claim anything over $600 because of this new rule. You said the IRS would be watching closely for those who don't. You said. You. I said that. (laughs) Mike says, I keep good records, and I was under the impression I didn't have to claim this year's income because it was under $2,000, but I heard your podcast. I had to be sure to claim over $600. I did so. So I got the figures together, and I used them when filing my income taxes. Well, today I was having lunch with a friend, (laughs) (laughs) and he said I didn't have to claim it because it didn't take effect until next year. I told him he was wrong. I heard it on the Kim Commando Show podcast. After the lunch, I went to gym for my daily workout. Thank you, Mike. Yes, friends, Amy works out. Yes. (laughs) And he says... I listen every day while exercising. And then I was shocked Aww. to hear you now saying that it doesn't take effect until next year. That's not what you said before, Kim Commando. Already done my taxes. Yep. I'm a little <laughs> ticked off at you. Being retired, it hurts me. Beekeeping is something I still do since retiring from law enforcement. Well, thank you for your service. I just wanted to vent. I always want to vent. Just a little shocked. You gave out misinformation, <laughs> Kim Commando. Kim Take care. I still love the show. We still love you, Mike. Okay, oh, but here, yeah. let's Mike. talk about what happened. This is what the IRS said they were going to do. Yep. And then they figured out they couldn't do it. Yep. So oh, they just said right now, okay, sorry. Never Our mind. fault. Just kidding. <laughs> yes, you don't have to do that. Okay, so Mike, and I tried to reply to you, Mike. I did. I tried to send you a personal email. But it bounced back. And I don't know why. Maybe put your email address wrong. So I'm sorry. I just wanted to vent a little bit. It's our job to pass along information <laughs> as it comes out. Okay? All right. 
That said, later on the show, we have a nice email, don't we? From, we do. I read it to you guys. Uh, yeah. Amy in Flor- Naples, Florida. We have a nice email from our room. We're reading that. Uh, also, I have the best day and time of the day to book your flights online to get the lowest prices. Uh, Matt, you've got the lowdown on what built-in programs you need to delete from your new computer that are taking up space. And Allie's got some pro tips on how to slow down her social media addiction and yours, too. And, uh, again, a letter from our listener, Mal, at the end. And it's a hit. It's a great email. You don't want to miss it here on Kim's Matter today. Hey, listen, we're so happy that you're spending your time with us here on Kim Commando today. And if you're listening any other day of the week, yes, you are in the know. But over 400,000 people trust us every single day with our free email newsletters. And if you're not already getting them, make sure that you sign up right now. Head over to commando.com slash get free tips. Once again, that's commando.com slash get free tips. All right. Thinking about taking a vacation, either one of you? Going someplace fun? It's going to be a busy year. We're going to see if we have time for it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You're, you're both like, haven't gotten um, that for yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only March. Thinking about it. Okay. Well, I talked about this on the show, and I got so many people writing back saying, oh, what was that day of the week? Okay. So for years, the best day to book a flight online to get the lowest airfare was on a Tuesday, of course. But that's not the case anymore. According to Expedia, uh, the best day of the week now is Sundays. That's right. So Sundays. And when you do want to start booking those flights, you know, there are places like Skyscanner and the Hopper app, but I still think it's pretty hard to beat Google Flights. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would not want to compete with Google Flights because there's so many things you can do. You can do like those stopovers. So like Hawaiian Airlines, for example, you can, if you're going from LA to Maui, you can stop over in Honolulu for a night and not pay any extra for mm-hmm. that. And so there are, and they kind of keep all these things into mind. And then they have price alerts and they track prices and all good things like that. So really Google Flights is the way to go. Um, but what time of day on a Sunday? You care, you care to guess what what you guys think? What what time mm. of day on a Sunday is the best time to book that ticket? 6 a.m. Eastern time. In order to time. get the lowest fare. <laughs> I'm going to say after 6, 6 p.m. Ooh, okay. Your local time, doesn't matter oh, whether okay. you're on Eastern or what have you, um, they say is between 1 and 2 in the morning. Oh. 1 and 2 Oof. in the morning. Wow. Okay. So, so you go out drinking on a Saturday night. <laughs> you're like, let's go to Dublin. And then you look at each other and go, you, yes, I was just going to say, you're like, you know, I think we should go have a Guinness. Yeah. Let's do that. You know, and it sounds really good Sunday around 1 a.m. And then you wake up and you're like, oh, I'm not, not sure. A random ticket There's a great show. Turkmenistan. There's a great show on Apple TV that you have to watch if you're into traveling. Um, do you know who Eugene Levy yeah. is? Yes. Love him. Comedian. I mean, Shit's yeah. Creek. Right. Okay. He's, oh man, total eyebrows. <laughs> um, he has a show on Apple TV Plus. It's called The Reluctant Traveler. Mm. It is so good. Is it? It is so funny. I mean, he's not trying to be like most of those travel shows, like, here we are in Rome and we're going to go see the Vatican and there's the Pope and this is wonderful. He's like, all right, <laughs> I guess. I guess I'm in Iceland and it's cold and they want me to get on a horse and I'm not thinking it's a good idea. Okay. Uh, But he finds some really unique places. Like I just watched one last night in South Africa. He is in the Kruger National Park. That's where you see the big five Mm. game. But he's staying on a train that's suspended on a bridge over the big five. Mm -hmm. 
Nope. Oh, you're right. You're afraid of heights, nope. Allie. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you can you can you can look down and you can see and he's really high. Ooh. Allie, he's way high up there. He's frightening. I'm sorry, he's not that high. Getting he's all really clammy high. over here. Yeah. Uh, okay. He's on a private island in the Maldives. Which by the way, I totally want to go to the Maldives. Mm. You know why? Why? I've never been. And I, you know, I travel everywhere. There's an island in the Maldives by the name Commando, <gasps> just like I spell my Whoa. name. I do. I know. So I want to go there and just claim Wear a it. crown and just and be like, say, this is mine. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, you know, I do like to travel. And being a national radio host is great because you always get to meet new people when you travel around. So I met some amazing people. Like in, uh, in Rome, I went backstage and I met an opera singer, which I thought was really mm. fun. Um, in, when I was in London, I went backstage with the BBC and I met the TV presenters because that's what they call mm-hmm. presenters there. Um, and one time I met a Polish sound engineer and a checks one, two, and a checks one, two, and a checks one, two. Oh. All right, Matt, help us. Help okay. us. All right. Help us. I recently bought a new computer. It's been seven years. I still had an old Lenovo that was struggling along for a while now. How heavy was it? Oh, it was heavy. It was, it was at least 20 pounds. I mean... I'm pretty sure it ran off gasoline. I don't remember. <laughs> so it was time. Um, and my fiance works for a big, big company. I'm not going to say which company, but she works for a really big company. And they were doing like an internal auction for old laptops that they had in the company. And so we auctioned, we ended up getting one, which is fantastic. Cool. But I got a new Windows Surface. And I thought this is the first time in my life that I really want to take care of this computer, treat it like a baby, you know? So I, I went in wanting to start out on the right foot. So to do this, I was like, what is on this computer that I do not need? There's a ton of stuff that comes pre-installed on a Windows computer and you really don't need much of it. It's called bloatware and there's just no need. I mean, so I immediately went in and started deleting stuff. And one of the things that I noticed was a lot of these come with pre-installed antivirus, like free trials uninstall that you don't need to have the 30-day free trial of mcafee or norton you can get windows defender and stay safe and if you're just smart being online you're not going to run into a lot of that another thing is a lot of these come with pre-installed games unless you're (laughs) planning on playing solitaire or minesweeper for hours at end or some of them even come with candy crush (laughs) pre-installed on it i don't really think you need that it's just taking up space you really don't need it but the final category is the biggest there's a bunch of pre-built-in Microsoft things that you don't use unless you're going above and beyond with that computer. If you're doing 3D graphics or if you're a designer and you're wanting to try to use that on Photoshop and all that stuff, then you might need some of these. But if you're just like me and using it to like scroll on the internet and watch Netflix and play some games, then you probably don't need this. So the first one is called 3D Viewer. It's just a built-in program that allows you to do 3D stuff in design programs and you really don't need that on your computer and it's huge. It's like... Almost a whole gig. I don't think gig. I've ever done that in my entire yeah, life. It, Have you? No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> like a casual Tuesday night, you know. Um, another one is Feedback Hub. If you really need to give feedback to Microsoft, you don't need this on your computer. Get rid of it. It's unhelpful. Another one is Groove Music. You know, all those people, I don't use Spotify. I use Groove Music, said no one. No so. One. <laughs> Go ahead and delete that too. Um, and then if you don't, I don't think I've ever heard of that with your music. Zoom? I didn't even yeah, know with your Zoom. <laughs> yes. Oh, you're right, Allie. That's yeah. good. Yes. And finally, if you don't play video games on an Xbox console, you don't need the Xbox Companion app on your Windows. <laughs> it's just it comes pre-installed. You don't need it. 
I actually play an Xbox and I deleted it anyway. So what am I going to do? I can, if I really need it, I will reinstall it. So any of these programs, go through your Windows PC, make sure you delete them. It's not dangerous per se, but it's just eating up space that doesn't need to be eaten up. So was it a good deal? Oh yeah, I got it for, I'm not going to give my exact specifics, but it was less than $200, which these things go for, I mean, I have it right here. These things go for about $500 right now. Nice. So. Oh, on Amazon, they're five fifty. You can get them on eBay for around there, but yeah. Oh. Well, good for you. Good deal. Okay, so Allie, you admitted to us the other day that you were doing too much scrolling there on Insta. <laughs> yeah, um, perhaps we remember recently when I said, I don't even use Instagram anymore. I just Ooh. read books on my phone, Ooh. and I was really sassy no. about it. <laughs> I, yes, it, you made me feel like crap. Well, um, I had a little fall from grace and found myself back in the Instagrams. And so I took some, uh, I'll call them appropriate measures because I couldn't just rely on my self-control anymore. It wasn't like, like once I had opened it, it becomes, it really does become this like, oh no, I accidentally opened it again. You don't realize you're doing it right. And then you're (laughs) scrolling. It's been five minutes. Mm -hmm. What am I doing? Okay, let me close this. So in your app settings, not everybody knows you can set these. You can set a time limit for how long you want an app to be active for. And once you hit that time limit, it's like parental controlling yourself, right? You, once you hit the limit, you can't use it. <laughs> you can, good. you can go back in and change the settings. But hopefully that has been, you know, enough to kind of um, say to yourself, all right, I hit my limit. I'm not going to go cheat. And because then what's the point? Mm. It's like, you know, when you tell little kids, you're just cheating yourself. Yeah. cheat on this test. Um, so I set mine to five minutes. It's enough time for me to go in, check if I have messages, look at, you know, the few people I care about the most, Kim, of course you, of course. um, and then <laughs> I'm done. I'm out of there. And the funniest part is, so after when there's one minute left, so after four minutes, the whole app turns black and white kind of as oh. this signal for like, oh. Hey, it's, you're going to be locked out soon. The minute it switches to black and white, it is so much less fun yeah. to look at anything. So maybe someday I'll just make my entire phone grayscale and maybe that's the solution for me. Mm. Because once that happens, you're like, this sucks. Why do I care about yeah. this anyway? <laughs> well, you know, Smeen, if it's, you know, I don't like to watch black and white movies. And Barry knows that. So he'll be like, you want to watch a movie? And he'll be like, some title. And I'll be like, is it like from the 50s? <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, no, not watching that. <laughs> my whole, I told him my whole world is in color. Okay. I like yeah. color. Color yeah. is good for me. Yeah. Good for me. Well, I'm glad it's working for you. It really it is. is. It is working. So just having that little step in there. And we, it's, you're not going to remember if I go through all the steps you need to no, click on your phone never. to do it, but we've got that over the site. So if you just search app time limit, you'll find directions for iPhone and Android. It's pretty easy to do. And you'll be glad you did it if you uh, have a problem. Yeah. And this is especially handy for at night when you're laying in bed. Yeah. Like, okay, mm-hmm. just just five more minutes. Just five. No, can't have those five more minutes. Speaking of bedtime, what time is it when you see cows sleeping in a field? This is when you can tell the kids. What time is it when you see cows sleeping in a field? Anybody? Anybody? Pasture bedtime. Oh. <laughs> oh. It's to do a moo, moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah moon. <laughs> hey, listen, if you like quick tips, make sure that you get our Daily Tech Update podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, just search for Commando with a K. And every single day, you'll get two minutes. One is a news story and one is a tech hack that you're going to love. That's our digital tech update. Wherever you get your podcast, just search for Commando. All right, still to come, I'm going to give you a tip that if you are a thief, why you shouldn't leave your phone at a crime scene. Uh, Matt's got the scoop 
on a viral moon phase that could affect your love life. Yes, that's true. Uh, and Allie has some expert advice on how you can make money selling your photos. And of course, you have more of all of us and some more laughs. So why would you leave us? Stay right where you are. Since our founding in 2000, we at the Center for Internet Security have always had one mission. It's to create confidence in the connected world for people, businesses, and governments. As a nonprofit, we do this by drawing upon our core competencies of collaboration and innovation. The world is changing, cyber threats are evolving, and IT resources are limited. All you want is a way to strengthen your cybersecurity programs efficiently and effectively. Let CIS help you with these efforts. We use a consensus-based process involving IT professionals from around the world to develop and maintain security best practices. These resources are proven to defend systems and data against threats, both on-premises and in the cloud. We also strive to help organizations of every size and maturity strengthen their cybersecurity programs. This includes serving U.S. state, local, tribal, and territorial government organizations. At CIS, we're all about making the connected world a safer place. Visit our website to learn more. Hey, just a quick reminder that you can also watch us do the show over on YouTube. It's so fun. Uh, find it at youtube.com slash Kim Commando and subscribe to our channel while you're there. So this way you always know when some new videos drop. Once again, that's youtube.com slash Kim Commando. All right. So I have the what the heck headline of the week. Okay. Uh, burglary suspect leaves behind phone with selfie as screensaver. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, it happened in Houston. That's right. I uh, got a call the other day. The police, someone's car was broken into. Somebody tried to steal the car. Yeah, well, the car was still there, so the thief didn't get away with it. Pretty lucky for the owner. But the police started rummaging through the car for some clues. So standard procedure. Uh, the windows were broken. The steering wheel was broken. But then they came across the phone. When they picked it up, it was a great piece of evidence. It was a shirtless bathroom selfie. Of a guy oh. holding what appears to be two guns, right, holding two cool. guns, cool. Uh, and it was the screensaver on the phone. So what can we assume that the person got in a hurry and left his phone there? Maybe he, maybe it was his girlfriend, and she thinks that he looks hot there. I'm not sure. Uh, they're still looking for the guy in his underpants uh, <laughs> with the two guns, which I'll tell you, this is a fashion trend. Maybe I'm showing my age, but this is a fashion trend that I just never, ever understood. The guy puts on underwear. Okay. And, you know, they're like the, the boxers, you know, mm -hmm. that calm down and the tight boxers. And then they put their jeans down on their <laughs> hips. Okay. With a belt. Okay. Yeah. What is that? I, I don't know. I, I, I cannot speak on that fashion trend. It was never something I did. <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I, um, I never understood that. No, never. No. Okay, so, all right. So it's not just me. It's, it's not just you. No, absolutely not. Okay, no. <laughs> all right. Okay, that's good. All right. Okay, so Matt, tell us what TikTok's going on with everybody's love life. Allie's over here saying that she only spends five minutes scrolling on Instagram, <laughs> making us all feel bad. I mean, yeah. If I were only to spend five minutes scrolling on TikTok, I wouldn't be able to share these awesome, cool TikTok trends with you. Listen, so you do you, Matt. It is it's just I, research. I, yeah. Research. That's all I suffer is. for you. So, you know, <laughs> Thank you. you're welcome. You know, and most of the time on TikTok, the trends are pretty silly. It's a silly teenage dancing or at the worst, stealing a toilet seat from a school or eating <laughs> Tide Pods, right? But every once in a while, I come across like, 
a wholesome, nice TikTok trend that everybody is doing. And I thought I would share this one with you and brighten your day because it's nice, especially for TikTok. So the other day I'm scrolling and I saw something that kind of confused me. It was just two moons at different phases of the moon phase that come together slowly until they fill a semi-full moon. And I was like, that's kind of weird. There was no explanation. It was just, okay, well, all right. So I kept scrolling and I see more and more and more of these. And I'm like, what is going on? Eventually I have to look it up. So basically what it is. <laughs> Matt Googling, what is the moon? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Why is this moon TikTok trend thing? What it is, is that couples will go on this site that allows them to see the phase of the moon on the day they were born. They would take both of their phases and they would slowly put them together. And if it makes a full moon, then that is your soulmate. Aww. Right. So kind of nice. cute. And a lot of people were like, oh, it's. I, I, me and my husband are so in love. Our signs didn't match up. I'm going to have to leave him now and all this crazy <laughs> stuff. But I did it and it was really fascinating. But before I get to mine, I did send you guys the link. Did you guys do the link? Yeah. Yes, I did. You, you okay. go first, Allie. You go first. Well, me and my husband, Scott, were a little more than a whole moon. Ooh. Yeah. So I don't know if that's good. Is that good? I, I mean... I assume so, as long as you're a full moon or more oh, or better. Okay, yeah, I we're, we're one good. plus moon. Good. There you go. What okay. about you, Kim? You know, maybe I did it wrong. But <laughs> I mean, I I had a full moon, and, yeah. you know, and Barry was in like a black hole. So, <laughs> so you're the full sure. moon, and you're just a full moon by yourself. Yeah, that's it. Just a yeah. All so, right. I think that gets no, the I'm job teasing. done. No, we had we had a full moon. We did. We good. We were Same moving. with me and my yep. fiance. I, I The interesting thing is she's almost exactly 14 days older than me. And if you know the moon cycles, that means that during the exact same moon, she was the new moon and I was the full moon 14 days later. So we actually filled Aww. each other's moons out as well. Adorable. If you want to do your own moon phase, you don't have to do the whole TikTok trend where you put them in a video editor and make them combine and whatever. But if you want to try it out, it's stardate.org slash night sky. Pretty simple. <laughs> It's a. It's not going to steal your information because it is a government website that just tracks the stars and allows you to find out what the day was on this day, however long ago. So try it out. It's pretty cool. So what's the web address again? Star what? Stardate.org slash night sky. So just go to stardate.org. It'll pop up. There you up go. Probably. You'll yeah, find it. Page. Yeah. You know, um, I actually read that Buzz Aldrin did this. He was opening up a speech, speaking of the moon. He actually opened it and said, he said, I'm Buzz Aldrin. Can you imagine, like, so this way, so he stood up in front of like these thousands of people and said, I'm Buzz Aldrin, the second person to step on the moon, kneel before me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so clever. That's good. <laughs> uh, speaking of social media, except for Allie, uh, we'd like you to follow us. That's right. <laughs> on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, we're everywhere at Kim Commando. Once again, just at Kim Commando. Hey, coming up, if you're wondering if you can make money with your photos, Allie's going to have the answer. Uh, and I also have a listener email about a story about a duck and an emu. Yeah, you don't want to miss that here on Kim Commando today. Since our founding in 2000, we at the Center for Internet Security have always had one mission. It's to create confidence in the connected world for people, businesses, and governments. As a nonprofit, we do this by drawing upon our core competencies of collaboration and innovation. The world is changing, cyber threats are evolving, and IT resources are limited. All you want is a way to strengthen your cybersecurity programs efficiently and effectively. 
Let CIS help you with these efforts. We use a consensus-based process involving IT professionals from around the world to develop and maintain security best practices. These resources are proven to defend systems and data against threats, both on-premises and in the cloud. We also strive to help organizations of every size and maturity strengthen their cybersecurity programs. This includes serving U.S. state, local, tribal, and territorial government organizations. At CIS, we're all about making the connected world a safer place. Visit our website to learn more. Hey, just a quick reminder, wherever you get your podcast, make sure that you give us a nice five-star review. And if you want to say some kind words, remember, we might read them. If they're not, well, then you might want to not. Now, that might entice them to say mean things. Okay, <laughs> we're only going to read the good reviews. And, we're, and we will tell you exactly what you say and give us your avatar or your handle, whatever you want to call it. And so wherever you are, make sure that you do give us that nice five-star review. So, Ali, you always have a way for us to make money. And you've been focusing a lot on body parts and body things. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They're they're big money makers. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, This is a question we get quite a bit, though. Can I make money taking photos? We have a lot of people who listen, watch, who are photographers, right? Maybe hobbyists or people who have done it. you know, professionally. And so they just have a lot of photos. So the answer is a little complicated. I'm going to start with maybe. It depends on a lot of things, which we'll get into. I wouldn't say that you should start taking photos so that you can make a bunch of money with stock photography. It's just hard to make a ton. But if you happen to already have a lot of great photos around and you want to see if you can make some money doing not much work at all with them to get them on the sites, sure, give it a try and see what happens. You know what, Allie? Wait, I'm just going to interrupt you. Before you get into all this, Yeah. people need to really look at their photos with an honest eye mm-hmm. or ask their friends. Yes. I mean, you have Which to is make, difficult. Yes. You have to make sure that your photos don't suck. Okay, so because, you know, over the years, people have said, oh, I take these great photos. Then they I'm like, oh, well, send me. I mean, I get the bait, you know, send me your Instalink or whatever it may be. Yeah. And sometimes they're okay. Okay. Sometimes they're bad. And sometimes they they apply like so many filters. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so, yeah, you can. I mean, so before you think you can even make any amount of money. Right. I mean, let us be your yeah. sounding board. Okay. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Send we'll, us we'll a take link. Your scam ex- escrow. Yes, exactly. We'll take your yes. You know, send no. us your link and we will be thoroughly honest. We will respond back with a scale of one to ten. Okay. One oh, being yeah. we're sorry that this is not, not your skill set. Okay. Your black and white photo of a bagel is not impressive to no. us. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, and ten being we might wow. just hire you for a photo shoot. Hey. All yeah, right. So there you, you can, go. I think that's a great idea. So you can send us your uh, photo albums at podcast.commando.com. I just wanted to get that out of the way. So we yeah, have, we just are like people are honest with themselves. That's a really great point. And that is going to be the biggest determiner, right, of if you sell any photos. There are a ton of sites you can do this on, Dreamstime and Shutterstock and iStock and Getty and so many more I could list forever. What you're going to make depends on, one, the quality of the photos. Are they good enough that people actually want to buy these photos? Um, That's how you make money. It's not just putting it on the platform. Someone has to download it, and then you get a percentage of the sales. How much? It Typically, you earn a percentage, right? And the rates range from, it could be just a few cents. It could go up to several dollars per download. The average is around 25 to 45 cents per image per month. 
25 cents per image per month. So I'm telling you, unless you are selling a ton of photos on these stock photo sites, you're not going to make a ton of money. How can you give yourself an advantage? Well, go through and see what photos are the most popular, what are selling the most, and then, you know, see if you can make something better. Mm. See if you can make a photo that is comparable or a little bit different, a little updated. So go for what's popular. That's what people are downloading the most. And you're going to want volume. So, you know, often when you're looking for a stock photo, something you'll see sets of them where it's like very similar pictures, all kind of the same thing, but a little bit different. Well, that's what you should do, right? Because if you're going to take the time to photograph something, do all the angles, do different permutations of it. And if someone buys it, maybe they'll buy other ones from the set. Now, again, to recap, your photos have to be good. They have to be really good. The quality has to be great or no one is going to download them. You need to take pictures that people actually want to use. So sorry if it's just your random vacation shots. Probably no one cares. Uh, and then make sure you're going to the most popular sites. See what's popular there and try to sell photos of those things. Okay. If you're expecting to make uh, millions of dollars this way, no. I'm sorry, you're not going to. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't like the photos that we use. So I, I think we should all do the photo, the dreams time photo, looking at our device going, oh, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Have you ever noticed that it seems, and I'm, I'm apologizing for everybody who goes to our website because we are working on that too, okay? <laughs> but it seems like sometimes I look at our posts and it's like everybody's frightened looking yeah. at their phone. <laughs> A lot of scary <laughs> stuff like, happens on these things, yeah, Kim. I apparently. Don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, and it's true. It's true. <laughs> and then also keep in mind that Christmas time, mm -hmm. you know, your holidays, those are always big sellers. Yep. And if you are good enough to sell your photos, sometimes you have to take that test before you even can upload your mm -hmm. photos. And if you start selling a lot of photos, then what the photo site will actually do is contact you and say, we're going to rent a house out and we need these photos and that. But, you know, everybody has to start small. So, you know, maybe 25 cents isn't that bad. Right. Yeah. It's a place to start. It's money. Got to start somewhere. Yeah. And again, and so, you know, send us links to your library and we will be brutally honest <laughs> with you because that's one of the things we've always been over the years. Yes, <laughs> is that person. All right. So in case you missed our last Kim Commando Today podcast is I was talking about my friend who has an emo that she bought when she uh, had too much to drink one night <laughs> on Facebook. And then now she has an emo and uh, she's 37 and the emo will live to... Uh, uh, we'll live about 34 years, so uh, she's going to have this emo until she's seven. <laughs> okay. um, which, when you think about it, that's a really long ass really time. Long I mean, time. it's just a long time. Okay. So, um, as you know, I do read every single email that comes in. And I got this really nice email from Amy Clydesdale in Naples, Florida. And she says, Kim, not a question, but I thought you'd get a laugh. I'm a fourth grade teacher. I learned about chat. GPT, and I asked my 14-year-old daughter to write a story about a duck and an emu by the name of Amy. Because <laughs> she also has a duck, and the duck lives with the emu in the backyard. Okay, mm -hmm. so that's where that whole story came from. So here's what chat GPT came with. And it's kind of a long story, so I'm going to try to move it along a little bit faster. Once upon a time in a far farm, there was a duck and an emu by the name of Onion. They were the oddest couple. Onion was tall, fluffy feathers, big eyes, duck, small, big beak, webbed feet. <laughs> Despite their differences, they were friends. Now, one day, the two are out for a stroll around the farm, and they're like, ooh, what's going on? All the other animals were behaving oddly. So, onion and duck, they were curious. Like, where's the sound coming from? Well, it was 
actually emanating from a nearby forest. So they were, oh, we're brave. We can do this. We can go follow the sound. So they made their way into the forest. They came upon a bear. The bear was growling loudly and was angry. And all the other farm animals were super scared. Well, Onion and Duck. He said, you know, we got to do something. So Onion, the emu, he said, I'm going to use my long legs and I'm going to distract the bear. <laughs> the ducks <laughs> said, I'm going to sneak behind the bear and grab the bear's tail, which... By the way, this is just a bad idea all around, but we're not going to go there. Uh, but it, the plan worked out perfectly. Onion was able to keep the bear distracted, and Duck was able to grab its tail. And the bear was so surprised, it just ran away as fast <laughs> as it could. And all the other animals were going, oh, Onion, Onion, he's our guy. He's our guy. And the duck is, like, getting all applause and things like that on. And so from then on, Onion and Duck were known as the bravest animals on the entire farm. And they continued to be best friends. And they always looked out for each other. And whenever the other animals on the farm needed help, Onion and Duck were always there to lend a beak. <laughs> That's like a really good children's right. story. Yeah. Pretty dang you know cute. It is. Amy in Florida, thank you for sharing yes. Chat GPT's story with <laughs> us because artificial intelligence is everywhere, I think. Yes, Onion the Emu. I've never what? met anybody else in my entire life. Do you know anybody who owns an no, emu? No, of anybody? course not. Wait, you're, all your friends don't own emus? All my friends do. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, gosh. Why did the emu lose all his friends when he grew a few feet taller? Why did the emu lose all his friends when he grew a few feet taller? Why? Anybody? Because he was ostrich-sized. <laughs> oh, oh, that was actually pretty yeah. I know. <laughs> Yeah, that might have been better than the story. Sorry, Amy. Okay. All right. So this is part of the show where we like to leave you with some to-do lists. And Matt, how about you go first this time? Get rid of the unnecessary programs on your computer. You really don't need them. If you're not playing Xbox, go delete the Xbox app. You don't need it. Or groove music. You know, and that actually goes for other parts of your yeah, life. Yeah. I mean, unnecessary things. Unnecessary people. Mm -hmm. Get it out. <laughs> it's All like, of it. <laughs> just get yeah. it out. How about, you, how about you, Allie? If you've been saying for the longest time, I need to stop scrolling on whatever for too long every single day, go put a limit. Put a limit. And even if you, you know, decide to cheat, you'll get that little reminder and you'll say, hmm, do I need to keep going? And I bet the answer is no. You're just bored. <laughs> Unless, of course, you're following at Kim Commando and us. Then there you go. That would oh, sure. Be, uh, yeah, yeah. Amazing. It would, I know, that was a little self-serving. Well, sorry <laughs> about that. Uh, and speaking of self-serving, make sure that you get our free tips. Head over to commando.com slash get free tips, commando.com slash get free tips. And if you have not already started planning your travels, uh, go ahead and do that at Google Flights Sunday between 1 and 2 a.m. Your time. And uh, if you're looking for a great travel show that isn't about people bouncing around and talking about how wonderful things are, The Reluctant Traveler <laughs> on Apple TV is really, 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 truly funny. And be sure to tell a couple of people about our podcast. Three would be sweet. And again, we always welcome your comments and your thoughts and things you want to learn more about over on our email at podcasts at commando.com. Once again, that's podcasts at commando.com. Thanks for li listening. And all three of us will see you here next week. And I'll see you alone all by myself. Well, and all the callers this coming Monday. This program is a copyrighted production of Westar Multimedia Entertainment and protected by the copyright laws. Any rebroadcast or use of this program for commercial, business, economic, or financial purposes without the written permission of Westar Multimedia Entertainment is strictly prohibited.